just the FI in general, right? They they like to keep things uh, spicy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm just so random, right? <laughs> so here's the thing. Compare this to when Max won last year, right? With like uh-huh. the really awkward red velvet chair from Wayfair. Yeah. And, and then yeah. he like jumps into his dudes, like the mechanics. In a, yeah. In a race that didn't even go full length. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, once know. again, Max has yet to win a world championship like without there being some element of weirdness some weird or strangeness thing. about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the weird thing this season has just been like Hel- uh, Helmet Marco's just like awful, awful comments about his teammate. Because like Descent we haven't seen into madness. Yeah, we haven't seen this kind of thing from him before. Like he is fully, he's fully embraced like the villain role this this season. Uh huh. So, well, now he's quiet. Nobody's. He's not saying anything. Well, we'll talk about that. Oh, <laughs> hello there, listener. We we didn't notice you there. Oh, welcome to one of off. Oh snap! <coughs> Who's this? Is, is, is it Idris? Oh, she. oh! I thought I was talking to myself again. <laughs> By the way, you held it down, bro. Like those 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 episodes are good. I, I like I like the very I like the very light like lo-fi girl music. I'm a mega fan of lo-fi girl. Um, which by the way, let me just make a plug for lo-fi girls like channel right now. The Halloween theme, very spooky. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's great. Yeah, so would yeah. highly recommend. Yeah, so I, honestly, um, I mean, it was just a spur of the idea because I thought, like, if I'm going to talk by myself, I don't, I don't like hearing people just talk solo. I mm. like having something going on. Even when you listen to like a true crime podcast, you sure, like, spooky, you know, yeah, 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 I feel you, I feel you. And so I thought I got to have something. And the good thing about Lo-Fi Girl, and this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. The people who do that, they they basically on their website, they're just like, hey, like you know use us on your live stream like go ahead just make sure you tag us and we're cool with it and i'm like oh perfect like open source bro yeah yeah so i just had it out there um and it was uh it was wonderful um so Mm -hmm. yeah shout out to um to lo-fi girl for the uh for the assist Um, oh it'd be cool if we do a collab with lo-fi girl like like merch that'd be kind of cool oh that would be cool just yeah. have her like in a well they, i think they have like people have done variations of her in like a race suit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um but yeah no 100 percent. that would be that would be awesome yeah uh, i would definitely uh rock i mean it'd be cool if we were sponsored by lo-fi girl that would be that would be that would be that great would be. that would be a great sponsor yeah i'm into it you need to make a yeah. car that's lo-fi girl sponsored <laughs> maybe i'll do that it's a photoshop at some point yeah um, so, all right, here's the official intro, guys. Welcome to F1 RF Off, your audio pit stop for F1 news interviews and race reviews. I'm your host, Idris. And I'm Gabe, and thank you if you've listened to this far. Yeah. Like, yeah. waited this long and listened this far. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Yeah, you think, back, do you think, Do you think Gabe dumped me, or do you think I dumped him, huh? You think, you think that's how his relationship works? No. I just needed some just... time away. <laughs> you should have just jumped on as soon as we hit Kurtz be like, hey, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like in Parks and Rec, <laughs> what's the what's the what's the radio host? Um, oh, uh, Crazy oh, Ira and the yeah, douche. Crazy Ira and the douche, <laughs> douche, <laughs> nation. <laughs> Just like fart soundboards. Oh man, those are the worst kind of radio shows. But yeah. I love them in high school because it was just on, right? Like it was the thing. What if you know, you're Gen Z? What a time to be alive, where you can just pull up Apple Music or Spotify oh yeah. or whatever, and you're like, I'm gonna listen to this insert podcast name or album name here, and you don't even have to deal with like just the stuff that's on the radio and just suffer. 
right? Mm-hmm. I still, I still think it's fascinating that every time a Gen Zer discovers something that has like existed for a long time, it's not like some cl- like quiet sort of introduction. They're just like, check out this. Like the, you have that voice, like check out this new thing that I just <laughs> discovered, and it's just like, yeah, like I knew Killer Clowns <clears throat> from Outer Space existed for a mm. long time. Um, mm. Which, by the way, is the, the reason why I bring that up is I went into a spirit, a spirit. Okay, I. Is maybe this is another Midwestern thing, but I for the longest time thought it was Spirit of Halloween. And that's oh, what you I mean the said. the Halloween store? Yeah, it's just called Spirit Halloween. I think I knew that one. I see. I didn't. I would be I calling mean, it Spirit of Halloween this entire time because that's I what I thought. It's like it's the Spirit of Halloween. You buy. Yeah. You know, mm. um, I can see anyway, why you think that. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, I yeah. mean, I swear there I feel was it. love in there. But anyway, I got a bunch of ridicule for that. But anyway, um, I couldn't help but notice when I went in there that they are inundated with killer clowns from outer space merch. And I'm shocked because like I was like, this is a terrible B movie that I thought only me and like three other people on this planet mm. remembered. Mm. But now apparently it's like this huge thing. They got T-shirts and costumes mm. and pins and patches and, you know, Funko Pops. It's the yeah. whole nine yards. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I wanted I mean, to buy a T-shirt, but they were all gone. Mm-hmm. So, well, trends are cyclical, though, you know, so. It's at a certain point, everything that's super trendy right now, 20 years from now, it'll be, well, is it 20, 30, 30 years, 20 to 30 years from now, it'll be trendy, yeah. right? So the Eventually, 80s just kind of had its thing, right? With yeah, like, yeah. Stranger Things kind of like being the, the peak of that. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. we're moving into the 90s again. Maybe. Yeah. We're waiting for yeah. Backstreet back to be back. I mean, I think NSYNC is about to drop a new album, right? Did you, oh, did really? you watch your episode of Hot Ones? All right, this is an aside, guys. Like, I don't know if this is going to say in the episode or not, but their episode of Hot Ones was excellent. And Okay. Yeah, NSYNC, I mean, they, bro, they, they still got them, man. Like, anytime, okay. I hear, anytime I hear them talk, I'm just like, oh, man, just break out a melody, please. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, if, NSYNC's, if NSYNC's coming back with an album, that's pretty big. So yeah. um, maybe I know they'll usher in a 90s reinsurgence. Yeah, I mean, I think they're doing a tour. The only other 90s band... Um, that is actually doing stuff actively. I think is um, oh oh new kids on the block. Is that the name? Yeah, like new oh, kids on the block yeah. is a bit too early for us. Like we like yeah. I was yeah. I'm a I'm a 91 kid, right? So <laughs> anything like late 80s to early 90s as far as like pop music, like specifically boy bands. I'm I don't know. I'm not really on the up and up with that. But yeah 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 that's fair. Yeah, I mean my sister listened to NSYNC. That was her. Yeah, you know, she got the posters and everything. So mm-hmm. like I remember all of that. Um, but yeah, New Kids on the Block was just a little bit too early. But it was yeah. funny is that before there was even New Kids on the Block, there was Boys to Men. So like, it's it's weird how. No, I think like, they were at the same this... time. Were I they? Think I think they're around the same time. Yeah, I think like late eighties, early nineties, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Because I was under the impression that Boys to Men crawled so the rest of them could run and walk. Mm, mm. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure, for sure, definitely. Yeah. Like if we're talking <laughs> about like the musical excellence of mm-hmm. one group over overall, like yeah, I mean. It's gonna be voice of men. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I love it. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, Idris, um, how uh, I don't without you know going into any detail that you you know don't feel like doing. Um, how was your trip? Um, you oh, know, what was it like? It was excellent. So for the people, um, went to the motherland. Um, <laughs> went to went to Ghana, and it was really nice uh, to be overseas. Just disconnect from things over here uh, for a good while. Um, mm. It was it was excellent. Like 
just did finally got the chance to do like lots of touristy things that i typically don't get to do right so yeah um went to like tons of beaches and resorts and museums and all that kind of fun stuff that that enriching cultural type of stuff right oh, so yeah yeah um just excellent 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 um would recommend um this is probably i would say actually august september is probably the time of year to go because the thing mm-hmm. with ghana now is that like the secret's out right so people like to go there now and ticket prices to go there are just like insane astronomical i'm talking like uh-huh. i think 1700 bucks a ticket now round Oof. trip if you want to go oh. like wow. that's during like peak that's during like uh the winter holiday season right so wow. you're november december january like forget it like that's probably like, the worst time of the year to go now even though if you're trying to go out there and like, like party you know turn up then yeah that's the time of year to go but wow. um if you're going to just be kind of low-key chill you know go a little go a little earlier in the year um also i would highly recommend setting alerts on google flights actually super effective skyscanner is also good too skyscanner nice. sponsor us um <clears throat> could you imagine yeah. if a trip to cleveland was 1700 dollars? <laughs> I mean, how that better include, just... bro. Okay, so this is why it would cost seventeen hundred dollars going to Cleveland, right? Okay. You can eat at Slimans twenty four seven, right? <laughs> you can go to Jean's Place twenty four seven. You can go to okay. Common Grounds twenty four seven. Like, see. and you're not paying anything, right? <laughs> and then on top of that, you better be, Common Grounds is a coffee shop. I'm sure there's a Common Grounds in every single city in the in the oh, nation. Oh, there's definitely by the way. one in Portland. Like, yeah, yeah, like it's just such a good name. It's there, right? <sighs> um, on top of that. You will be living in Cleveland for six months, <laughs> like like. So this no... is like, this is like a Wheel of Fortune esque like like giveaway trip. It's like yes. Well, <laughs> why would I spend seventeen hundred dollars to go to Cleveland? I love it. It's our hometown. But Tell there's, him what there's... he's won. Well, Bob, he's <laughs> won a round trip to Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Their face just Dine like... in the fanciest restaurants that Cleveland has to offer. <laughs> the McDonald's on East 55th Street in Carnegie. <laughs> <laughs> Jade go Dragon. To the, go to the Science Museum where nothing has been fixed since 93. <laughs> Check out the wonderful sights and smells of the humid Lake Erie. Seventeen hundred dollars. The Rock Hall, the, the museum that for some reason never tries to advance past the nineteen eighties, not realizing that music changes form. Look at all the bizarre wax buffs of these legendary rock stars. Yeah. Oh my God. And introducing your Cleveland Browns. <laughs> it's always bothered me that they're and whatever that. <laughs> yeah, we can. We don't want to. We don't want to alienate people by talking about um, Cleveland sports. So yeah, um, I'm gonna avoid that topic specifically. <laughs> um, well, uh, well, Adris, um, in the I'm glad you're back in town. Um, oh, thank you, thank you. It's nice to be back. Yeah. Um, of, uh, unfortunately, you know, both of us, as, as I'm sure people can hear, probably more for me than you, uh, we're both kind of recovering from some sort of ailment um, of some kind. So I'm recovering uh, from turning up. Yeah, recovering from turning up. Yeah. <laughs> I just, my sinuses were partying a little too much. They just got a little too lit. So <laughs> we have a lot to catch up on. So much. Um, I mean, three races, right? Three race, three races um, that we need to catch up on, um, and also just a tremendous amount of drama. Um, so much, 
so either from more. the races or on the outside of it. So, yeah. Idris, um, you know, I'm going to give you the honors. What What do you want to dive into first? What's What's our first topic? What What should we catch up on? I think we got to talk about Singapore first off, and just how Carlos Sainz okay. he held it down. He held it oh, down yeah. during that race. That was so so fun to watch, and you know. Of course, this happened right on the heels of of Red Bull getting this like crazy record, right, of the ten mm-hmm. race wins in a row. Yeah, and then they just completely like ju- like drop the ball, right? They're just oh shit, we forgot how to do it, right? Yeah, and I, honestly, like, but this is excellent, right? Because this is what happens, right? Like mm-hmm. you can only maintain excellence for so long without like some slight mistake happening, right? That just completely messes it up, right? Yeah. Look at Mercedes, right? Mercedes was able to get eight constructors in a row. But they can only mm-hmm. get seven, like uh, driver championships in a row, right? Right. And that comes down to just some minor things here and there, right? I think arguably you could say twenty twenty one when when Lewis wasn't able to uh, win his eighth, when Max won his first. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of that's like strategy, right? It's just kind of like, what are we doing, yeah. guys? We got to make sure we kind of, you know, as they as people in the professional world like to say dot your eyes and cross your t's right right yeah i mean rebel really stumbled they really tripped right and it's crazy to me because like i don't understand it's so weird because like how how did this happen you know what Mm -hmm. i mean because it's like how many races in similar tracks and different in similar or more difficult conditions that they you know they dominated in and so it's so wild to me that they show up in Singapore and all of a sudden they're like, Bleh. right. Like it, it was so weird to see that happen. It um, was. And also part of me though, like, I mean, as, as incredible as it would be for Max to continue his, you know, consecutive win streak, I'm kind of glad that it got broken up Yeah, because it absolutely. just leaves the, it leaves the opportunity open for somebody else to, to do that or for Max to make another attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think like people felt a little bit that of, of that with the Lewis Hamilton era of dominance where they're just like, okay, he got to seven and it's just like, you know, people, I mean, obviously I still want to see him win an eighth, but I do think that it was probably good for the sport and good for him as a driver that he kind of has that broken up period because mm-hmm. like you think of it too, his first world championship was 2008. Yeah. And then yeah, he, he waited literally what was it six years 2014 was the next yeah was the second uh, until he get his second championship yeah. so there was a huge period of time where he was just he was winning some races here and there right but he was more or less not you know um not winning anything right and then all of a sudden you know boom here comes the success again mm-hmm. and so we don't you know you never know like max could easily have that period like max right. could have yeah this he just doesn't he falls they fall on their face they don't mm-hmm. recover max you know maybe he moves to another team and then that team starts to pick up momentum again and he yeah. wins you know four and five and six you know you never know um but uh i just think that it's um i think that people are starting to panic a little bit um i think and i also but i also think that people are blowing things a little more out of proportion than they need to mm. um there's this weird feeling that like uh, everybody has this sort of fatalism when it comes to talking about Formula One and not mm-hmm. being like you know being boring, or Max winning. Like, mm-hmm. oh well, well it's over, it's yeah. done with. It's What's like, the point of watching the race? Yet yeah, they're still watching the race, right? It's like, come on, it's one season right. that we're going through. Like this sport has been around since 1950. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's had ups and downs. Yeah. You know, there was periods in the seventies where nothing really interesting was happening. So like, you know, we'll get through it. And I think that, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to gatekeep in any way, but mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's just like, if you really love the sport and you really want to watch it, you're just going to keep watching it. I mean, yeah. I'm going to keep watching it. I'm not yeah. going to stop, you know, but maybe there'll be some people who, you know, got the hype from, you know, drive to survive. And now mm-hmm. that they're watching the sport, they're like, eh, this is not as interesting as I thought of. And they just yeah. wait for the you know, drive to survive to come out. Who knows? But I think the sport's going to survive. It'll do. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I mean, but I mean, to be honest though, this is any sport, right? Like, yeah. I'm in the '90s, right? If we're if we're talking about basketball, just to switch gears here, like the Michael Jordan Bulls just like ran through the league, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Jordan Jordan won six championships in the '90s, right? I think it was '91, '92, '93. He was gone for '94, '95, and that's when the Hakeem Olajuwon Rockets won. And then '96, '97, '98 are the three that he won. Like he did two three peats. That's insane, right? Yeah, and like. I'm like I'm sure people were complaining about the same thing they're saying that oh NBA is so boring. But on the flip side, if you think about it, it's also that this is really exciting that someone is able to maintain this level of consistency and get all these crazy accolades at the same time, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. you don't and then after the fact, after that after that team gets blown up or the person retires, that's when you miss it. Like, oh, you know, it was so great because they were just like lighting it up. It was that person was unlike any other athlete we've ever seen. It's the same thing here, right? It's any sport. Right. So right. it's just about what you personally find interesting about it, right? So, yeah. and that's okay too for people to come and go. Like, that's, you know, people, you, you can be transient with sports, right? And, and, yeah. and how you engage with it. And that's okay too. Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to do that with IndyCar. And uh, I'm I'm also you know curious to start watching like the World Endurance Championship too mm-hmm. like is yeah. it looking really interesting, but also um, on the subject of Red Bull and their constructors' success, did you get a chance to listen to the Adrian Newey interview with oh, Beyond the Grid? No, I I have not had time. Like it's you been really really packed. I know I, I have it downloaded, I have it queued up, and I'm just waiting for like an hour and a half where I can sit down because I listen to Beyond the Grid like like religiously but that's the one episode that i just haven't had a chance to sit down and listen it to. is so good yeah. um uh, and, it, and it makes you appreciate that like this championship this constructor success this is not just max and christian horner absolutely like exactly. they have adrian newey mm-hmm. like the man has like seven different cars that have won multiple world championships mm-hmm. like the guy knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and He's in the my my favorite thing is that he apparently still sketches things out on pen and paper. That's the way to do it. Like of course. no other no other F one engine. They all use CAD hmm. or like you know some online design thing. And he says he's like, well, I tried it and I kind of know how to do it, but I just you know I like sketching things out mm-hmm. on paper. And I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, he's it's insane. Yeah. Like, well, I, I mean, it's wonderful. He's also just such a yeah. such a nice guy. So <clears throat> yeah, he seems like a really nice guy from. Um, from the interviews that I've, I've seen of him. Um, but yeah, it's, it is interesting, right? That that's his, that's his approach, his philosophy. But I think in general, like a very simple approach to execution is often what works best. Right. So instead of hopping on board with these crazy tools, like whether Mm -hmm. it's CAD or you're trying to use some kind of VR, AR type of like toolkit to like design something for him it's about first principles and fundamentals so he's just sitting down it's like well this is what i think would happen right and then he can give it to the engineers who are then going to make the cad model of it right and see if it works checks out you know what i mean but yeah it's it's really important to just have that i think from what you're saying um 
what we can pull out of this is that it's really important to just have the basics and fundamentals down because that's what's going to just help you just propel right and like if you think about the design of of the current of this year's uh, red bull car when you look at it compared to other cars it's uh, it's pretty it looks way more simple right um and often in engineering in the engineering and design world simplicity is the best like is the best approach and that's what you want but it can often be the one that's like the most complex and complicated to actually achieve right right so hats off to them for making that happen yeah and finding that success by the way um who would have expected that mclaren would be the team that would be catching up oh it's been and dude and not just mclaren like oscar piastri is just dude like lightning in a bottle man rookie of the year man he i don't really have words for like the (laughs) level performance he is showcasing right now he is racing like he's done this so many times right Mm -hmm. and he has so much to be proud of as far as his rookie rookie season is concerned right like he is seems to be like cool as a cucumber honestly i get max for stabbing for stabbing vibes from him like in the sense of like how max was racing um like his first few years when he joined f1 right like granted like i think max was being a little dodgy with some of his some of his overtake attempts all that kind of stuff right he had his issues but he's kind of refined it right um but just that willing that willingness to just like you know push and Mm -hmm. like eke every bit of performance out of the car yeah man it's been so fun watching him and Lando yeah. together, like just yeah. just really like taking that car by the scruff of its neck and like throwing it around, and oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the big difference between him and Max, at least as a rookies, um, was Max sort of had that sort of like wonderkind sort of like anticipation built mm, in. Sure, you know there was so With much him being the youngest. Yeah, there was so much hype with this idea of this 17-year-old kid showing up and, like, entering Formula One. Sure. Um, but, you know, Oscar sort of started off with kind of a shaky beginning with the weird contract thing. Yeah, and yeah, so there's yeah, all, yeah. like, like, is it, was it worth it? You know, mm-hmm, what? Mm-hmm. And then the beginning of the season, it wasn't really anything. And it was mm-hmm. like, uh, what's McLaren? It's just this yeah yeah this track like this car just looks so poor and mm-hmm. i remember at the time both of us were just like oh like they're ne- they're not going to do anything yeah. this year like they're going to be because terrible because our, our preseason testing was abysmal it oh my atrocious. god yeah what was that i know but hey it goes to show you man like this sport is not it's not um governed by any sort of laws of logic like it, mm-hmm. it will just it will surprise you if you let absolutely it, so um so yeah good good on mclaren good job and also i yeah. I must say that the black livery that they are racing in oh um way, way better. better way, way better, better. Yeah. i honestly thought they should have just stuck with the um marlboro's like kind of esque one from mm. um, the monaco race i mm-hmm. thought that was the best they've looked this season yeah um, but i'll take this like mostly yeah. black mclaren with a splash splash of papaya way better yeah. than it was yeah Dude, and also too, I think they, I think they got their sponsor game like on lock now. As uh-huh. far as like you know, better control. Because I remember during our pre our, our livery review, we were talking about how it was just like, like just like techno music it was like sponsored, sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. Yeah. That was the vibe I got from it, right? Yeah, and it was- yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a, it looked like a, like a, like a side of a building in cyberpunk that was just like painted with every possible <laughs> like ad that they could fit into it. It's like they even Corporal had those car. ads. 
Well, they even had those like panels on the top that like had yes. like changing ads on it, and I'm like, okay, why? Like, yeah. th- doesn't that weigh a lot? Like, you know? Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. Good. Good on. Good on <laughs> McLaren. Um. Good for them. I'm really excited. I hope they carry this momentum forward. Yeah. Uh. Because they've got two great drivers, mm-hmm. and um. I think they they have all the potential in the world, and I I do want to see McLaren back on top and winning mm-hmm. some stuff. It's only a matter of time. Do you so, think they're going to get a win before the end of the season? That is the only thing that remains to be seen. If we get another Red Bull fumble like we did in Singapore, um, I think we could. And I think it'd be McLaren for sure over anyone else. I can tell you it wouldn't be Aston Martin. Um, and we'll get into that. Watch as Lance Stroll wins oh his first God. win in like the last race of the season. You'd be like, screw you, Lance. <laughs> but no, honestly, I would say that he that would be something he really needs for him to help him make a decision about his future. Um, yeah. But I do, I do want to talk about that, but I, sure, I, sure. I want to finish up the McLaren thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, if Red Bull fumbles the bag again like they did in Singapore, I think it'd be McLaren for sure. And I actually mm-hmm. think I actually think it might be Oscar who'd get the win over Lando. Maybe. Like, it's possible. I just feel, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to compare the two. Not, not to compare the two and saying that Lando is a worse driver than Oscar or anything. No, I think no. it's just more like the momentum that we've been seeing um oscar show over the last few races Uh, is really impressive but Mm -hmm. then on the flip side too the consistency that lando has demonstrated i think eventually will convert into that first win so it it could go both Mm -hmm. ways but yeah i think for sure mclaren over any other team on the grid right now yeah no i i feel that um you know, uh, he he does have a lot of um. You you I think there's that there's a je ne sais quoi that mm. you get when you're a uh, yeah. rookie. Yeah. You know, there's the momentum, there's energy that you mm-hmm. have, and like you know, Norris has got a lot of drive, and I know that he's going to get some wins. It's just mm-hmm. going to happen. But Oscar does have that sort of like the extense tense race horse sort of energy mm-hmm. like he's just ready to go mm-hmm. ready to get it get it done you know yeah. so um yeah i'm with you on that i do hope that that oscar gets a gets a win i would love to see him happen this season and i will yeah. say that if anything I, I get a feeling i don't know if you noticed so at the at the mm-hmm. qatar grand prix during mm-hmm. qualifying mm-hmm. i think it was for q3 max just like ran a lap and then just pulled in and just started getting out of the car and it just so happened to be the pole lap that like nobody could beat. Yeah. But like, I think he was just like, whatever. Like, I have the championship. The team's got the constructors. Like, I'm not going to waste my mm-hmm. time. I'm just going to put in whatever lap and then just let things happen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and part of me wonders is if he's going to do that again and keep doing that, and then somebody's just going to take advantage of the track evolving and not sure. off the podium, and then you know. Getting getting caught out in the race. I mean, who knows? Sure, but if that happened, the Red Bull would be at worst fifth position, right? And he would yeah. carve his way back up, right? <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, provided he wants to race um, mm-hmm. in the mid pack, which so yeah. like he he said like I don't like I don't like uh, racing people, so uh, I'd rather Dude, just be up front. That's a good max. <laughs> it's better with my with my that's not <laughs> bad my voice yeah. like it is. Yeah, so uh, you know I just uh, my dad uh, you know he likes to leave me at the gas stations and uh, you know oh. so I race. And that's such a sad video. Oh my he god, was, uh, he was disappointed, but uh, you know I got my third title and uh, it doesn't matter, you know. That's yeah. Dude, that's really good. That's not bad. Did you did you hear what like that Joss Verstappen kind of pulled the like t- like crappy stepdad move where he was just like, 
oh, it's the way he won it this time that I'm super proud of, and just kind of meet all these kind of comments where he's just like, yes, this isn't about you. Hmm. Like, this is about Max. Like, he won yeah. it, and, you know, just let him have this moment. Yeah. Don't act like you're the one that, like, you know, yeah, he doesn't bask really, in the glory. Yeah, he doesn't really need to be in the interviews there, um, other than just saying, I'm so proud of him, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I, <clears throat> it is endearing to hear from athletes' parents when when they win it's some major accolade or achieve something yeah. you know um but yeah i don't know yeah yas is i don't know I, I just feel really sad whenever i i think about those like all the, the number of interviews that max has sat down um has sat down in and just talked about like the awful childhood trauma that he has right <laughs> and he just said it he says it so matter of fact it's like dude that's not normal like right that's not a normal thing that should happen in like a loving and I don't you know I'm not here to cast stones and and judge anyone's like family familiar relationship but that just sounds awful yeah to be treated that way I mean I think that you know if you're if this is all the if it's all the if it's all that you know you know yeah. you don't really have that much else perspective so for you it is normal yeah um but um I always love how it's like the the the, a lot of the world championships that you hear from, you know, mm -hmm. with, with a few exceptions, you know, they don't all come from like a tremendous amount of wealth that yeah. put them in a high place. You know, mm -hmm. they kind of had to really work for that title. And I think for like Max was not, you know, he was not from a poor household. I mean, sure, sure. <clears throat> Yoss Verstappen was an F1 driver, so he mm -hmm. had some, he had some money, some money, and yeah. he had some opportunity. Um, but he did have to work for what he achieved. Um, yeah. Unlike some, well, you know, it, it, I think it's it's tough to say. Like, it's like you can, you know, some people feel like they take advantage of it more, but hmm. then others might seem like the, even though they have all the money and all the opportunity in the world, they just don't have the drive and talent. And hmm. it's a weird mix of like, you know, what's the path? They're not, it's not all one path. It can be different mm -hmm. ones, but ultimately you have to have the, the drive in order to make yeah. it happen. So at least Max has that. So speaking of a father-son duo in Formula One, I wanted to switch over to talk about the strolls. Um, <coughs> Let's take a stroll. Yeah. And talk about the strolls. <clears throat> yes. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get to his really weird interview that he had in, in Qatar. But, <coughs> like, mm -hmm. I just want to kind of contrast, like the, like, the things you see in here about, like, the relationship between Max and his father versus like lance and his father right and like i think it i don't know it seems from the outside that like the strolls have like a nice relationship right like uh -huh. he like lauren seems to really care about his son right like the fact that there's an f1 team purchased for him <laughs> and that he has a seat you know um uh -huh. because his daddy's like yeah we want to we want to help you achieve your dream of like getting you know getting an f1 championship you know mm -hmm. um let alone just racing in, in formula one yeah. so that's cool. That's all great. But I really do wonder, based on performance that we've been seeing from Lance, um, how long how long is that okay, you know, for his for his perform continued performance? Uh, I, mm. Specifically him exiting Q1 every single time. And I remember when I watched Singapore, because I think the race order was Singapore, Japan, uh, Qatar, right? Yep. And Singapore was out of Q1. I was like, oh, man, that sucks, right? That's weird. <clears throat> Japan it happens again I was like ooh hmm and then when it happened in Qatar I was just like oh no mm -hmm. this guy is cooked 
like mentally he must be fried, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I need some water. Drink it, drink it, Peppa Pig cup. Sponsor. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> and that kind of leads me to that interview he gave. And I felt I was like bewildered. I, I have never seen an interview like that. Like you only see that kind of stuff in NBA where like mm. Like like a really good one I can think of is like Russell Westbrook being asked after a game where they were like, did you guys lose the game or did the other team win the game? And then he just looked at the reporter and he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Man? <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, to be fair, that was a really stupid question. Sure. Sure. I kind of get what the report is going for. But like, yeah, like the, the reaction was amazing. And I felt similarly in like watching Lance give this interview where he's just like, just drive. Like, well, man, he was he's cooked. He's yeah, mentally so he, cooked right now. Well, and he was also physically cooked. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so here's the thing. Kimi Raikkonen is famous for giving very short, curt um, like one word answers to questions, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, like usually when he would do those interviews, he was not like under pressure. He wasn't like angry or mad all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just who he was. It was his personality. Yeah. You know? So like you, you sort of got it. Like Kimi Raikkonen, it's just what he is. Like he's yeah. just, he's the ice man. He's mm -hmm. a man of a few words. He just does the thing and whatever. Um, but you know, we know Lance to be somebody who talks like he can hold a conversation like, mm -hmm. you know, he might be a little weird and just be like, I can't look, can't look forward to those waffles. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he might say strange stuff, but he's sure. also, you know, a, a bit yeah. of a, you know odd guy. But this was just, <clears throat> I mean, I know you're it's it's tough. It's like I'm, I, I do everything that I can. I've been trying to do everything that I can to put myself in Lance's shoes, try and think from his perspective. And it's like, yes, like these interview obligations can be really annoying, mm -hmm. really frustrating. They're kind of thrust upon you, especially after you're having like a really tough day, really tough session. Mm. You know, you want to just go to, you know, just get out of there, go to bed, do whatever, you know, just recover and just start anew the next day. So I understand that. I also understand that um, Qatar is was super hot. Yeah, yeah. Super warm. Physically demanding. Yeah physically demanding yeah. everybody's having a hard time you know everyone like people are vomiting passing out whatever you know like like all of that stuff or like the 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 track limit violations are just being handed out like candy like they were in austria mm -hmm. um but considering all of that there is still how how many other competitors on that field like 22 you know 21 other or 19 other drivers yeah, 19. or something like that right I, you didn't see the rest of those guys reacting like that when they could have because all of their circumstances were the same. They had a tough weekend. They got knocked out in Q3. Mm. It was really hot. Um, and they didn't succumb to that kind of pressure. Um, also, like Lance Stroll having that, that, that incident in the garage where he like chucked his steering wheel yeah. at his engineers, yeah. gets out, he like smacks the hand away from his, you know, trainer, and his trainer comes around the corner and then he shoves his his trainer up against the wall and like just like physically yeah. gets violent and then gets on and does this these interviews where he's like saying profanity, being very short, very curt, and very just like mm -hmm. <sighs> 
I there you know the the other thing I think in my head if I'm playing the devil's advocate it's like okay well you know Michael Schumacher came after David Coulthard when he mm-hmm. ran into him in Spa mm-hmm. Max Verstappen came after Esteban Ocon mm-hmm. once um Ayrton Senna punched a guy in the punched Eddie Irvine in the face like yeah. Nelson Piquet attacked somebody on track these were mostly I think with the exception of Max these were all circumstances where drivers were racing for championships or wins Mm. so there's a tremendous amount of added pressure that comes with that Mm. you know what i mean if lance stroll was racing for a like a win or if he was racing for his championship i could understand if he was getting really frustrated and mad and he made a mistake it's a lot of pressure sure but the guy was out in q3 you know, and yes, it was the fourth time in a row. The yeah. guy, the the Aston Martin is just barely fighting for fourth. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where Lance is in the driver's standing shit standing, but I I don't I think it's not very high up. Yeah, and so so the thing is, it's like yes, there's a lot of pressure, but maybe he just can't cope with that pressure because yeah. other drivers have been through more pressure or the same amount of pressure mm-hmm. in similar circumstances and didn't behave like that. Yeah, and so I mean, that's my thought. You yeah. know. And no, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything like inherently wrong with your thought process or anything there. I think, um, I think I what you said there at the end. I think is like you hit the nail on the head that he has probably reached his limit for what he can handle. Right? I think yeah. he's at a point where he has had such a bad season, right? Mm. And continued on from last season too, right? It's not like he had. It's not like he was doing super hot last season. Um, he's certainly better than this season. Right. But I think he was expecting to see an increase in performance, right? An increase in results. And it's been the exact opposite. And, you know, there's also the pressure where he is costing the team money, right? He's costing the team, first off, money from like the crashes, right? But also costing the team money as far as a constructor championship is going, uh, is concerned, right? And also he looks like a scrub next to, Alonzo, you know, I'm sure his sponsors are not happy. Yeah, because like, he's wearing their logos and he's like acting right. like that on in an interview. Sure. sure, they're not happy either. Right, and and so I think, yeah, it's I'm just trying to offer him some empathy here and just think that like yeah, he's definitely got a lot going on, but I, I don't know, I I don't know if if I think what's tough is that his reaction in the interview i perfectly under i i understand right i get that like he he is mad at himself he's frustrated he's like i don't know what else i can do right but i think what makes i think what you're talking about is that when you couple that with all of his previous behaviors in the garage is what makes him look kind of like a pet a petulant baby right like a little child and i get that i get that too and it is definitely it, it, it's shocking for sure like yeah, and I can understand things he, in the heat of the moment. You just kind of like you like slap someone's hand away, especially when you have adrenaline running and all that kind of stuff. But like to shove someone up against the wall and, and I don't know. It's he he needs to take a break. Um, whether yeah. that is the end of the <laughs> season, and then he reevaluates and he comes back, or maybe he just needs to get out of F one for a little bit. Um, you know, pull a Danny Rick. Um, yeah. I mean, because he's not a bad driver. It's not like he's awful. Like this guy has no. This guy has podiums, you know. <laughs> like, well, he gets good, decent, decent results. I mean, he's good enough to be an F one driver, you know. Right. So it's like he he's made it there, um, and he has he had a lot of success in you know Formula Three. Um, however, 
this is like his seventh season in the sport, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I think, I think needing a break is exactly right. Yeah. If he was a rookie, um, I mean, it wouldn't be great, but at yeah. the same time it'd be like, well, he's got to learn, you know, like yeah. he's just cracking under pressure. He's got to learn how to deal with the pressure and mm-hmm. blah, blah. He's been in plenty of pressure situations. Like he's, he's raced in this sport for seven years. Like that, yeah. th- you don't do that. And then, you know, like it's just his excuses for me. They are the people like making excuses for him. It's just getting more and more <clears throat> difficult to justify. Mm, sure. So, um, I, and honestly, and the thing that's the thing that about about it for me is that I like Aston Martin as a racing organization. Oh yeah, I think they're like, dope. Their car looks great. Mm-hmm. The team has been doing such a good job to like their reliability has been pretty decent. Cons- all things considering, um, and um, and their cars. It's fast. It's quick. You know, like when we were when they were racing point, when they were Force India, they were a team that people cheered for. They were an underdog, mm-hmm. you know, and so in certain ways, they kind of were still or they mm-hmm. still are, you know, um, and that's why it's like for me, it, it's sort of it's sort of disappointing because it's like, you know, what would this season have been like for Aston Martin had Stroll yeah. been able to race on the same level as it, as everybody else or as mm-hmm. Fernando Alonso? Or even at his previous levels, right? Like, yeah. if he were racing, how like if he had, if he had maintained the same form from last season, like we wouldn't be having a conversation about whether or not Aston is going to finish second or third in the in the constructor championship. You yeah. know, we would we would be able to say for sure they're going to finish here because they're racking up points. You know, um, but yeah, it's been yeah, Alonso's back has got to be well. You know, now here, think of this. Um, oh, his his back. <laughs> Alonzo's got some major. He's gonna have to see a chiropractor after this season. <laughs> um, if he's not already doing it, um, no. But it, just speculate this. So imagine if um, at the end of Racing Points era, um, that they didn't drop Perez, that they dropped Stroll, and that mm. Perez. Imagine if Perez was the one who was partnering Fernando Alonso this season. Oh yeah, I mean it would be a different story. It would be. I, it would. I feel yeah. like it would be a much different story. Yeah. Than we're seeing now, and that's I think the main point. Right. I think is is that's yeah. being made here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Know? Yeah. I mean, if we're talking just perform strictly performance and whatnot. Yeah. He is not. He's not. What did they say? Cutting the mustard. Is that? Cut, yeah. Cutting the mustard. Right. <laughs> well, speaking of Perez, mm. let's let's talk about him bro, and Red Bull because bro, oh my god, oh <laughs> there's my god. been a lot so that's much. gone down. Um. Yeah, he, you know, his we, his shot for the title washed away, and it hasn't been the same since in Miami, no, right? No. Um, should we start off with the hot, hot rumor? Yeah, let's start it. So sizzling, sizzle it up. Yes. Um, saw this on Reddit the other day on uh, our Formula One. Um, great place for content. Like the comments are great. The people, it's a great community. Um, so apparently. Perez is going to retire at the end of this season. That's a rumor. Don't know. I don't know how this person got the information, but you know, there's a whole thread on it. You can find it on the subreddit. Um, but apparently Red Bull is planning on ending the contract with Perez early just because of the results um, or I guess the lack of results um, and bringing in Danny Rick for next season, which is something that we have talked about right we've said they're going to bring danny rick back Mm -hmm. and that the whole reason they brought him in as the third driver right was to just like keep the eye of sauron on him right 
and know yeah. that you know all fathers always watching you i just mixed up <laughs> apex legends and uh and lord of the rings there <laughs> but yeah yes. and and apparently that's what's gonna happen so we will we will know in a few weeks um because i think it's yeah. uh what it's usgp then then mexico right after or is it interlagos after? i think it's yeah no i think it's us mexico then interlagos well then we still have Abu vegas too somewhere oh vegas that's right that's in i think that's uh end of november or no no, no um beginning of november something like that yeah are we are we doing oh, wait a minute aren't they are they not are they not doing a usa double header um because that would make sense logistically yeah you know I what think i mean so. so it's uh it's u.s mexican gp then brazil and then huh. hold on i have like i'm trying to just find this is why I, I hate i hate these these ads it's like yeah, reject yeah. all or accept all like no i don't yeah. like stop uh, all right so yeah we got are obsessed with cookies now yeah u.s mexico brazil then back to u.s for vegas and then abu dhabi <laughs> but honestly leave it to vegas to be the thing that that is like hey come on back we need you to <laughs> yeah <laughs> so hey, asinine on, that makes no sense how easy would it be if they just did like u.s and texas and then they just drove popped just, over to vegas that's and what just i'm saying did the thing you know like yeah. then you do mexico then you do brazil because it's just boom 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 there you go that'd be so much more efficient yeah um well yeah um i, I yeah i have no idea where that rumor could come from because I, at least for what so, I heard, he was under contract, which means mm-hmm. that Red they would Bull, break the contract. They'd have to break the contract, pay him out for that contract, or he would have to forfeit it if he was the one that decided to retire. I mean, I don't know what the contingency, yeah, yeah. contingency is in that. Um, what do you think about Danny Rick racing back in Red Bull after also, like having two races in AlphaTauri and then breaking his wrist? I mean, it's... I don't know. I think it's a longer it's a longer story than that, right? The fact that he left Red Bull was it twenty eighteen to go to Renault? Yeah, twenty eighteen, right? And so um, he, it was, was twenty seventeen or 17? twenty. I think I think it was twenty eighteen actually. Okay. Um, because it was two years at Renault and then mm-hmm. two years at McLaren, right? Yeah. Um, but um, <clears throat> yeah, the fact that he left Red Bull to become his own person and make his own decisions to mm. then come back to Red Bull. I mean, like no jokes or anything, but it's just, it's just interesting, you know, like that. They like, must have a lot of faith trajectory. in him. That's yeah. They have a lot of faith in him, which honestly, I think for him that, that would be hugely satisfying, right? Oh yeah. To no hear way. that, that, that both Christian and helmet look at you and say, yeah, no, you've got what it takes. We want you to be here. Right. But then what is the role, you know, like our, Will he legitimately be fighting for the championship? Maybe, honestly. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't really think if Danny comes back and he's at you know, has really good form, I don't know. I think he, like this car is just gonna fit him like like a glove, right? And I think he would have he would have just as much of a shot, probably a better shot than Checo has had, right? I mean, I, I think that if I think what he's going to have over Checo is the support of the team. Um, yes, big time. I think that they be, he has more of a history. Yeah, he's not really an outsider. <clears throat> he's just yeah. uh, he's a, he's a he's a golden <clears throat> retriever that's come home. Yeah. Um. But the only thing that I worry about is that Danny has not really had <clears throat> much of a chance of a return yet. 
at um, all. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, he got injured, so we didn't really even get a chance to see sort of how, you know, his performance in the Alphatari would have gone. I mean, considering that, you know, Liam Lawson's been doing a pretty good job mm-hmm. um, in the car, um, despite, you know, um, it being as kind of horrible as that it, you know, rumored to have been. Um, I, I often think I'm like, you know, what would Danny have been doing in those races? Would he mm-hmm. be in, would he have been out performing Yuki? Would he have been doing as good as Liam Lawson? Like, would people be like freaking out and be like, he's back. The King is back, you know, mm-hmm. after just getting like a points <laughs> finish, yeah. you know, like, yeah. but it's like Liam Lawson and people are like, just like, well, good job for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really tough to say. And like, part of me is wondering, like, I feel like there's two ways this can go. I can't, I don't, I mean, it's very well possible that he could jump into that Red Bull seat and just kind of basically put out the same kind of performance that Perez has, and just mm-hmm. kind of stick in the middle. Um, or, or it, I mean, or like I could imagine, I mean, my hope is that he would be doing a very good job and be a good teammate to Max. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's just like, you know, he has more aspirations think, than that. Here's what I would want to see. I would love to see Danny show up and then I'll oh, just give it to Max. Start winning races. Oh yeah. And like, you know, I like if could you imagine a uh, Nico Rosberg and oh, Lewis Hamilton, Hamilton type, yes, rivalry yeah. battle for like that would I think make I think that would make a Red Bull dominance era a lot more interesting yep. than just having max just you know taking the taking the plunge the entire time right um i also did see that somebody suggested that a perfect or an ideal teammate to max would actually be um valtteri botas you think so i think as far as like being somebody who can capitalize on having a quick car yeah and is capable of winning races um yeah you know yeah and is capable of taking team orders and being a team player mm-hmm. um, in a way that, like, is not to say that Perez was combative. I think, like, so much of, like, Perez's, like, issues with the team kind of stemmed from outside sources. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Marco. laughs> um, so, who, like, who, who, who doesn't work officially for <laughs> yeah. Red Bull Racing, so that's why Ooh. we didn't put a statement out. Yeah. Like, guys, I get that, but sure, you need to show... I don't know. I, I, you know, part of me, you know, I, I'm I, all I want is just the best for the driver's perspective. Yeah. You know? If Perez needs to take a step away from F1, he should be able to do it. If Lance needs to take a step away from it, he should be able to do it. If Max wants to step away from it and just do NASCAR trucks, that's mm-hmm. let him do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Also, please do that because it'd be great to see you doing that, man. <laughs> it would be awesome. I, that I would so watch cool. NASCAR trucks to watch Nick yeah. Max for Stappen. I'd be a super Max fan if that was mm. the case. Um, just because Speak- I just love these, like, you know, NASCAR truck drivers. Like, what the hell? And it's just like Max Lane Pass. Like, oh, see you guys. Uh, I do this on auto racing all the time. All right, see you. Um, the truck was going really good. You know, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, moving, shifting fast, and yeah. uh, you know, we were doing pretty good. And uh, I'm pretty happy with the truck. Can I offer you a stroop waffle? <laughs> <laughs> He's just whipping them out the window yeah. at the drivers. There's no rules. Uh. Um. So, quick question did you know that yeah. Checo was 33 uh, I always looked at him and thought he was like 38 no no I, th- I knew he well, was that old not 38 but like maybe like 35 36 yeah, I, I thought know maybe 33. like 34 35 yeah yeah um yeah I guess I'm not surprised I mean I guess I'm not too surprised by that I, it's yeah. weird to think of these drivers being like around our age yeah 
That's what I mean. They just feel so much older. Like, yeah. Lando Norris, uh, it's so weird to think that he's like 24, 23. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Isn't this guy like in his 30s at this point? No. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, but it's also weird to think that Fernando Alonso is forty one because that guy always still 42. looks like he's thirty five. Oh, for forty two. Excuse me. Yeah, he looks like he's thirty five still. So yeah, yeah, and he probably still is physically thirty five. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I I don't I mean I I, I, I wish the best for Perez no matter what, but I I think that he I think that it's another one of those issues with like kind of like Mick Schumacher and Haas where they just didn't. They didn't give didn't him click. the backing that he really deserved, even though they said they did. Yeah. You know? Here's the thing, too. I, I feel bad because he, I don't know, he was always going to be an outsider in that environment, right? Yeah. Because he didn't come through their driver academy, right? And I don't know. The, it just wouldn't It just wouldn't breed an environment where he can be fully accepted and I and I feel like you would always kind of feel like that, even being the driver yourself, being there, be like, look, I know I'm coming in from outside, right? And I know you've got all these guys in the wings who are waiting, who can potentially take the seat. And I think he was probably very clearly aware of that before stepping into that environment, stepping into that seat, knowing that, yeah, my performance is always going to be judged and critiqued, and I know I'll probably only have like contracts that'll last maybe two, maybe three years max, right? Versus max getting like his four or five year contracts because they have faith in him, right? He came through their system. So, you know, that is a whole dimension of mental hurdles that you have to navigate. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that, that that's going to wreak some kind of havoc too. Well, um, best of luck to him. Speaking of, um, yeah, best of luck to him. Um, but also, um, speaking of wreaking havoc, let's talk about um, Andretti and yeah. um, their potential bid to to show up. So, um, I'm sure you saw that um, the news that the um, <coughs> the FIA has approved them as far as being capable yeah. of being an F1 team and being able to conduct the business, which I'm not surprised by. Yeah, I mean, we've seen their operation in IndyCar. Um, and they're also in Formula E, which mm-hmm. is an FIA sanctioned race. So right. they have, they know the right people, they have the right experience, they have the right know-how. Um, and I think even from a marketing perspective, um, I think it is a really, really good idea. Um, considering just the popularity, um, the, the sort of, uh, the romanticized nature of having Andretti back in, in F1, mm-hmm. um, but also bringing in Cadillac, which is fascinating, and I I kind of mm-hmm. love it because nobody ever thinks of Cadillac as being a high performance brand, but like mm-hmm. they definitely have some 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 high performance potential cars out there now. Um, what do you make of all this? Um, as particularly with the the driver, the teams, other teams kind of pushing back on it. Mm. Well, I think the way I've always felt is that Formula One. I think would benefit from more teams and more drivers on the grid and fewer mm-hmm. races on the calendar. Mm-hmm. And I th- it's really awful because we've been trending in the opposite direction where yeah. you're getting teams. I mean, we've been, we've been at 10 teams since 2016, 2017, right? Mm-hmm. There, there was an 11th team. I forget, I forget the name of the team, but, um, the last, uh, like the last, like, like trailers that I remember being were, 
uh, Marusha. Marusha, right? And um, HRT or not HRT? Was it HRT? Yeah, it's the one they had. Um, uh, they had um, uh, Noreen Karthikainen as their driver. Um, but they were like, yeah, they were like the twenty. They were like the the the, the straggler teams that just ended up yeah. disappearing, like after, folding up. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And I know, and I know, part of it is that the FIA doesn't want to have teams just come in and then just disappear, right? Like that that kind of damages the brand in a certain way because you want to you want to have teams that are solvent, right? You don't want to just mm-hmm. have teams that are just like, oh yeah, we're we're here, and you know we're a Bitcoin enterprise, and then just poof, they're gone the next season, right? <clears throat> yeah. I get that, um, but on the same on the same side, you want to make sure that you can bring in teams that are solvent that would actually add a lot of, I think, credibility to your brand and mm-hmm. marketing and helps expand the brand, right? Like by tapping into or by bringing Andretti Cadillac on board, you're tapping into, I think, a portion of the American racing, um, I guess, uh, audience, right? that doesn't necessarily pay attention to f1 maybe just they pay attention to f1 maybe just adjacently right they're just like oh yeah yeah, i you know i see the updates but now you have people who might actually want to attend because oh hey we have another american team on the grid right Mm -hmm. um that would actually be even more american than haas right because yeah (laughs) no and that that's a whole nother discussion but um i'm really happy to hear that from the fia and uh muhammad uh ben his last name is pronounced uh i think Salman. Salman. Yeah, yeah, Salman. Yeah, Um, he has the same view that there, you know, he wants to see fewer races but more teams on the grid, and I would like to see a decrease in the number of races just because there's so many, right? So I I feel like if there's too much racing going on, I feel like you kind of, I think in your mind you can make the trade of oh well okay maybe I can miss this or I miss that because I can catch this next one right whereas I want to be fully engaged all the time. And not just that, but the races they're adding to the calendar are all street races, street circuits, right? And it's like, okay, I get it. Like a street circuit you can easily put together quickly, but mm-hmm. let's do let's do like purpose built circuits, right? Or go to places that are actually interesting. Don't go to Vegas, right? <laughs> like go to Long Beach. Long Beach is there, right? Yeah. Um and that would be it would be great to see F one back in Long Beach. Um but it would. Uh, they could probably do it. They could probably do yeah. make that circuit work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think overall, um, I'm glad to see that FIA is proceeding in the right direction with Andretti. Um, I think Andretti Cadillac would bring a lot of really good benefits, both tangible and intangible, to just Formula One in general. And now's the time to do it. I I, I understand the concern of the teams saying, like, oh well, if they join then, you know, we're gonna you know, lose a piece of the pie that we have, t- you know, traditionally been receiving. To which my response is, how about we stop paying Ferrari a legacy fee mm-hmm. and and dice that up for a few years mm-hmm. and give it to everyone to to make up for it. And then Ferrari, you can mm-hmm. get your money back in a few years and we'll, we'll start those those payments back up. Yeah, well, um, I, I saw the, um, the race um, mm-hmm. uh, podcast yeah. and like news organization had yeah. a great... Um, they had a great uh, response to this where they said, you know, this sport has been touting about how much the American audience has expanded the, the viewership of the sport yep. and like how much, you know, there's three races in America now and the American audience is so important. 
and like that they have all these record sales and all these record ticket, you know, and then they're going to complain about there not being enough money in the pot. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, come on, you guys. Yeah. You, you know, your heads. you can't, you know, you can't take one and, and have the other, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too, which by the yeah. way, I hate that phrase because <laughs> what's the point of having cake if you don't eat it? Yeah. But anyway, points made. Oh, you don't just uh, look at your cake? That's right. I no, do. yeah. I, I mean, I, you just stare at your cake. You know, I eat it. I just <laughs> put my hand in there. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. There's no, yeah. um, I think it's posturing, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like claiming somebody is, you know, not mentally capable of, you know, being a leader and then also being a criminal mastermind. It's like, you can't, it's hard to have one or the other, you know, I know. <laughs> exactly who you're talking about <laughs> yeah. so it's like one cannot live in the brain without the other it's the same sort of thing it's like it's like either either you guys have to admit that you're having a bunch of success and this would be a smart move for the sport or you have to admit that the money's not being spent yeah. well enough and efficiently enough and therefore you know um, but yeah, I mean, I, this is what the teams do. You know, they complain mm -hmm. about regulation changes. They complain yeah. when somebody's cheating, and then they turn around and cheat the same way. Mm -hmm. um, this is normal. I'm not surprised by this. Yeah. Um, what I would be surprised by is if the FIA or not the FIA, if um, Liberty Media and like the you know F1 uh, president was basically just like, yeah, you know, you're probably right. Let's just uh, let's say no because uh, we just don't want to yeah. complicate. It's like no. No, do this. Like, people are stoked already. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm yeah. excited. Dude, I would I'm get hell, so I'm much Andretti Cadillac swag. Oh, I would 100%, especially if they got especially if they got some, you know, really interesting drivers in there. Like, if they, mm -hmm. got, like, if they, had, if they took a bold move and tried to stick Jamie, Jamie in one of them, that would be amazing. Mm. Or if they maybe pulled, like, Erickson in, back in, or if they mm -hmm. pulled, well, I don't think they're pulling a pull Grosjean, because Grosjean has there's some breach man, contract. Man, that whole... The whole thing is messy. Oh, mm. Yeah, poor Grosjean, man. Um, but anyway, um, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? But I yeah. think that they are perfectly capable. I think they're poised to enter in, and I think that I think that there's potential that they will enter with a level of know-how and professionalism that I don't yeah. think the other teams are going to anticipate or, or expect. Yeah, I um, especially I could you, can you imagine they show up and they're already <clears throat> a midfield team beating Haas every time, like. And they would just well, be like, oh my God, what are you guys looking, what are you doing? That's what it was like when Haas first came in, right? Their debut season, they came in and I think they finished fifth. Yeah. Right. They, well, they were pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that being a good jump in season, but yeah. it is just hilarious how like, how like Haas keeps getting, like they get a sponsorship that's like just a, a huckster, you know, um, with rich energy. And then they, then they immediately after that, they get in bed with like a Russian oligarch and it's Man. just like, what are you guys doing? Like. You know, I would rather see you guys get involved with like a cryptocurrency or like an AI, you know, thing. Some, than something like, of credibility. <laughs> yes, yes, something that's a little more, you know, a little more cleaner is if we're, we're going to be honest, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know that Andretti, the Andretti Cadillac car is going to be like red, white, and blue. Oh, yeah. Maybe a dash yeah. of gray in there or like yeah. a royal blue. It's going to yeah. look like stars and nice. bars, baby. That's um, why I kind of feel like Haas has always kind of missed the... They, I don't know. I feel like they always kind of miss the boat with delivery, right? Like they have you, the you flag are, on the car, yeah. but it's just gray. It's yeah, like, like you're you an American team. Like, mm -hmm. like let people know, right? Like, yeah, throw McDonald's was, on the side. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but for real, get some American sponsorships. Come on, like I mean, like have some McDonald's, have like some Burger King. 
uh, I don't know, like get uh, and, what's in a and while like you're Mexico while you're you at know? it, just put a nice big sticker on the side of the dude from Wally who was just in that like hover chair. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, American excellence. We just we just hovercraft everywhere. <laughs> hostess cakes, you know, like just yep, just do something. You know, it, yeah. it would make sense to me if you, especially if you can get a lot of Americans watching your mm. sport. You might as well have an American. You That's know, true. McDonald's is worldwide. They got them yeah. everywhere. Coca Cola. You know, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's things they could do. I mean, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's just like I guess you know. There's, there's, oh, there's terrible companies everywhere. So sure. But anyway, um, yeah. I um, I'm really excited. I hope it goes forward. I, I'm yeah. just, I'm tired of this whole like hurry up and wait kind of thing. I, mm-hmm. I think the sooner the better as far as getting them involved. I think, um, you know, even if they kind of bumble and stumble through a season, I mm-hmm. think like they're an organization that's already proven that like they can go through difficult times and they can go through adversity and, and make it happen. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, just in general though, one of the things I'm really excited about, sorry guys from the, on the video, like I'm shaking. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, whatever. It's, it's um, we can get you 20, a tripod, man. I know. Like I know. A, so I know, like my, a, my, something that's got a clip that like clips to your desk. Like there's gotta be something. My whole here. setup is just like, just jank right now but um i was gonna say just in general 2026 i'm really looking forward to though um just because that's when i think ford is coming in with red bull right yep audi is coming in and audi's coming exactly yeah so and technical regulation changes too right so that's gonna Mm -hmm. spice things up and Um, i think alfa romeo if i'm not mistaken is supposed to be partnering with haas so like it's gonna be the haas alfa romeo yeah 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 Yeah. so that'll be cool it'd be a cool Mm -hmm. season to witness i'm i'm down yeah not to say there's going to be good racing between now and then, but um, you know, right. I think Who you knows? can you can guess probably continued Red Bull excellence. Um, or I don't know if we maybe if we get Danny Rick and Max next year who are just fighting each other so much, maybe we get a repeat of uh, 2007 where someone comes in and just nips the title. Boom. Yeah. Well, here's a question for you: mm. <clears throat> If it ends up being another Max-dominated season next year, yeah. that basically mimics this season. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think the media is going to sh- like just, you know, shit the bed? Do you think everybody's just going to like be like, I'm done with this. Like we're over it. And they're just going to like, do you think like the FIA is going to try and pull some, some move to try and stop them immediately? Or like say like, if your car know. is red and yellow and blue, it has to have a, a 30%, you know, di- uh, <laughs> reduction in speed. We, like, we need to, we need to put literal bags of sand in the cockpit. <laughs> um, I mean, why would they like, they're still going to be making money off ticket sales and merchandise sales, right? Um, and licensing agreements. Yeah. Um, they didn't do anything when Mercedes and Lewis were dominating, right? So, mm, well, I, they did some stuff. They, they did some things, right? Yeah, there were technical adjustments, like, and I'm sure the, there will be teams complaining about like yeah. technical technical um, people. People forget about the DAS system. Yes. Oh my God, it was so cool. So like, cool. So cool. Yeah. They, they there are lots yeah. of things that they did to slow down the Mercedes that people forget about. It was it's definitely a thing that's happened. Yeah. Um. So it's not new to Red Bull and by any means. So. Yeah. The only thing, the only real big piece of news that I noticed that I think we might want to mention before we uh we kind of um, move on or wrap it up here mm-hmm. is um. Bernie Ecclestone um, pleading guilty mm. to fraud. Um, 400 million euros that apparently he had in a trust in Singapore that was undeclared. Now, 
Oh my god, that's so much money. And when you admit when you admit guilty to fraud, that means it was bad. So here's something I've noticed, and this is my conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Where did that money come from? It was in a trust in Singapore. Mm. What happened in Singapore that involved Bernie Eccleston? (gasps) No. Right? Wait, wait, but here's the problem. Here's the problem though. There's all right, so there's Did a McLaren Reno blow up. Give him money? There's a Renault blow up. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There's Spygate and there was also the Renault thing. Because remember, okay, so I'm gonna make a plug for this podcast. BBC has an excellent, excellent series, podcast, podcast series, said that backwards, um, that focuses on weird sports uh mysteries and things that have happened, right? Uh-huh. So I just listened to a nine episode um series on Spygate, right? Uh-huh. from the 2007 series if you're not familiar with it um 2007 season sorry if you're not familiar with it um look it up it's a whole thing it involves mclaren and the siphoning of data from ferrari to mclaren so it's fascinating story one of the really interesting tidbits about what happened during that season was that mclaren right got data from ferrari through one of their employees right um, whether or not they were directed to do so, that's that's a whole discussion. But it looks like it was just kind of an employee who was just interested in getting data from Ferrari and may, might have been disgruntled or something, right? So um, McLaren gets all this information, technical data on Ferrari's car, and the punishment they get is a hundred million dollar fine from the FIA. Boom, they get whacked, right? Like that can mm-hmm. like bankrupt or destroy destroy. <coughs> Also, all of their... They're also excluded from the championship, Yes, too. the Constructors' Championship. All their points were vacated. Done. Gone. You cannot compete in this in this year's Constructors' Championship, which is so damaging <coughs> because they would have won, mm-hmm. right? That comes yeah. with money. Um, uh, Renault, they also stole data from who? McLaren. That same season. There was no fine, no punishment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that was when Flavio Briatore was the team principal at the time, yeah. if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Flavio is a very, very interesting character, by the way. Um, he managed Fernando Alonso. He was his manager. Um, but I think after Fernando left, it was a weird thing where uh, um, Flavio's management company was still managing Fernando, but... Flavio was not involved at all, but at the same time, he was still team principal over at Renault. Anyways, the weird thing, though, about all this is just that Renault didn't get any kind of punishment. So, and I think it was like the whole thing went down at Singapore, right? Where they crashed into the wall. Well, that was um, Spygate. Spygate was like separate from Crashgate. Crashgate. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking specifically about Crashgate. Yeah. 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 Crashgate happened at Singapore. uh, Right. In uh, 2007. No, it's 2008. Was it 2008? Because, okay, yeah, okay. because Fernando was back with Renault. Oh, and yeah, okay. And manufactured the win for him, basically. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, all of this just to say that, yeah, there might be some funny business going on with Renault that actually goes back further than Crashgate. Um, that was kind of the whole reason yeah. for the diatribe there. But, yeah. Um, yeah no, I, mm. It just feels like it's a little too much like a coincidence, particularly because of uh, this whole thing with like Felipe Massa and like his like, you know, his lawsuit and all of this. It's just like it just seems very weird that this money that he had in a trust was in Singapore of all places. Mm. And he was the guy that apparently knew 
that they had cheated and, took, and, and didn't took no say anything. Yeah, yeah. So I okay. So if here's what's like gonna a happen. Duck, if it's shaped like a duck, sometimes it's a duck. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Alternative facts will tell you that it's a it's a fox. It's, um, yeah, right. But uh, no, it's interesting um, because what's going to happen now is that the. I guess the legal actions or the legal implications from this for Felipe Massa's lawsuit, I I think the door kind of opens up a bit more now. Maybe I mean yeah. I'm sure they I'm sure they're looking at it. Yeah. I'm sure they're they're curious themselves, particularly yeah. if he particularly if he admitted that it was fraudulent. Um, because it's like, well, you know, they're gonna have to chase down where this money came from. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna just be like, oh, well, you had this much money and you didn't claim it. Well, that's it. Yeah. No, they're gonna try and figure it out. Yeah, that's a lot of money, dude. It is four hundred million. Lot. That's euros. Four hundred million euros. You said. Yep. Ooh. There's Ooh. a lot of money. <clears throat> yeah. Um. But. Uh, yeah, it's just like the the ghosts of uh, the ghosts of uh, F1 past. Yeah. You know, showing up right in time for spoopy season. Mm. So. Yeah, so next, next, uh, this coming weekend, right, is the Texas Grand Prix, right? US Yeehaw! Texas Grand Prix. Yes. Um, as you've said before, um, and we've mentioned on this channel, it is the, it was the origin of our, um, our whole yes. podcast and sort of beginning of the, beginnings of that. It was also the start <clears throat> of our uh, f- good friendship with uh, Tiernan and Shanali. Yeah. Uh, from Knockoff McLaren, yeah. uh, as well as um, Elizabeth Blackstock and Alanis King. Uh, who I'm very glad to see um, are both, uh, you know, out there doing their thing, uh, thriving for cars and bids now. Congrats to her. Yes. Um, yeah, it's it's fun to sort of have friends and acquaintances in in this industry and be able to like, you know, see them progress and like kind of mm-hmm. cheer them on along along yeah. the way. Yeah, it's, it's pretty A- wonderful. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's been a fu- it's been a fun journey so far. We we got some fun things planned for you guys too we do i mean this um, is our 40th episode so yeah uh we should probably do something special for the 50th mm-hmm. um uh, oh, who knows absolutely. what the 100th one's gonna be yeah you know oh this just re- uh just reminded me the usgp yes this will be the finale season finale for f1 academy so yes please stay tuned for that this weekend it's going to be are so they gonna killer. televise it on f1 i, think, I hope they do I think I think it'll be it. I don't know if it'll be televised. Um you know what? Actually no, I take that back. I think it will be on F1 If TV. it is, I'm gonna be stoked. I'm watching the hell yeah. out of that. Like make it accessible. That's all we're asking for, people. Yeah, just put you it know? put it on the F one app, damn yeah. it. Yeah. Um Well, and I'm I'm also really excited next year that they're gonna be the support series. So like yes. a goal is a hundred percent to go to a race next year. Um mm-hmm. uh might I might try and see if I can make Texas happen Um, because that would be a fun race. Um, If Montreal would be possible, it's like there's a couple I'm thinking of that could Mm -hmm. be good, but I would have to definitely have to plan ahead. Um, You know, it's, it's tough. It's like, there's, there's so many different like um, expenses that come into play and, you Mm -hmm. know, things of that nature. But like, you You know, if I can make it, no, no, I don't want to go to Baku. Um, what a fun race! Definitely not doing no. Um, to, to meet the Charles Leclerc corner. <laughs> I feel so bad for him every time, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely different races that would be interesting to see. I mean, Silverstone always seems like it'd be a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
obviously like Monaco would be like the uh, picturesque, you know, sort of ideal. But um, but yeah, no, I think Montreal, I think, is an obtainable goal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I might just kind of, um, you know, just to kind of keep my my beak wet, you know, maybe maybe just Texas would be um, easy enough to obtain. Because you know, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about parking that much, you know, because there's plenty of parking yeah. facilities around. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's an it's a fairly accessible track. It's, you know, just it's in Texas. It's not, you know, halfway across the world. So mm-hmm. there's a good barbecue. You know. Good barbecue, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was so, so good. It sucks when we when we got barbecue. We had to wait so long to get it, and then I just felt like I scarfed it down before. That you couldn't like, like couldn't savor even, like, it. Yeah, savor it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, by the time I got there, they they were out of cornbread, and I was like, nah. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna have to if we if we end up going to Texas again, um, we're just and we get barbecue, we're just gonna have to you know try and get there earlier or mm-hmm. something or plan for it ahead of time. Yeah. Um, what was the name place? It was like, um something something black terry blacks yeah right yeah really good there was a yeah. huge line but Nuts. it was good stuff it and was everyone good there stuff. was everyone there was from the race too or everyone pretty there was much. like an f1 fan yeah yeah, yeah saw, a lot much. Of, saw a lot of mclaren and ferrari gear yeah no it would it, it i think it would be worth seeing because we could see some f1 academy on the action on track absolutely you know especially if andretti shows up for for next year which Ooh. is not a it's i mean it's pretty close but they were talking about at least ready. 25 yeah. maybe mm-hmm. so um, yeah 24 we'll might be too might be cutting it too close yeah but mm-hmm. you know crazier things have happened so yeah all right well do you want to do our in our, our outro there buddy yeah wh- why not why not it's been why a minute not? you know you might as well do it yeah all right hey everyone thanks for listening to f1 air off you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts if you want to hit a, if you want to hit us up yeesh, man rusty you can find <laughs> us on instagram tiktok youtube and x twitter threads whatever else all the f1 or f off email us at f1 or f off podcast at gmail.com or gmail uh give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast and be sure to share with your family and friends your enemies that dude on a bus who side eyes you let them know mm-hmm. what's up let them know ferrari is not going to win it this year again and ferrari That's will right. not win it uh, until the next blood moon i've been playing a lot of zelda um so <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, you know? Yes, 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 I agree. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Peace. We out. <laughs> <laughs>